let's give it a go. So, Chris, it feels like the longest time. So much has happened since uh, since we last spoke, since the last podcast. Is there an emotion that you haven't felt in the last week? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um, it, it's, Martin, it, it's, it's unreal what football does to you. Um, you know, last weekend we were making out that the Chorley game was the biggest thing in the history of the world. Um, uh, when in, in actual relevance... The Curzon Ashton experience was tenfold what we went through at, at Chorley. Certainly, uh, in the in the happiness realms, uh, in despair, uh, it was all over in Lancashire in Chorley. It's just been, it's just been um, a bizarre, bizarre few days, um, and hopefully, we're through the woods now, and we've just got to go through the last little bit of the journey. Yeah, and you know, no one's pretending you're playing the, the the team at the bottom, but no one's pretending that's going to be an easy game. Everybody knows that it's on the line. Everybody's up for it. It's you know one of the longer journeys. To you know, it, it's in the Midlands, but it's a, it's a long journey. So there's there's still work to be done. That this isn't done yet. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, if you try if you try telling anyone in there, it's all done. <laughs> They'll completely have you. Uh, I spoke to. A number of players, you know, we'll hear from a couple tonight, but I spoke to pretty much all the lads in there today. Um, and they're, they're so ready for this. But again, I think they've learned a lesson. Last week we were saying everyone's very calm. And whereas they're still calm, there's there's a realisation around them, uh, what they're on the cusp of. Um, and Darren Stevenson summed it up nicely to me. I was having a chat with him before. Um, and he was saying, um, it's just another 90 minutes of football. We, we're we footballers, we play football, so we've got to go and play 90 minutes of it. And mon- once it's done, then we can talk about what we've achieved over the season. And he's right, that's right. So they're calm, but I think they're a little bit more, uh, there's a bit more urgency or there's a bit more um, focus than there was last week. Last week, I think um, County are not going to let it go from out their grasp again. So here is Chris's interview with county manager Jim Gannon. Jim, final training session before Nuneaton's done, hopefully the final training session of the season. How are you feeling after a rollercoaster weekend and ahead of another one? Um, no, a, a, it's been a strange week, but a great week in many ways. Um, the lads had a, a good rest after a really tough weekend. Um, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, all the emotions and, of both those games. Um and um, they trained really well. Um, fortunately, uh, we were able to use the pitch tonight, and it played really well. And it's just a, a it's a great place to be able to train, and and prepare for uh, one of the biggest games in the club's history for quite a while. There's so much to speak about. We usually start by looking back. I just want to start with looking forward. For once, how is the the shape of the squad? How's the mood physically, mentally? Is everyone looking good? Yeah, everybody's looking good. Um, Obviously, we were aware that Jamie Stott was uh, coming to the end of his loan. Um, when we made the decision to sign him prior to spending more, it was made in good conscience that we felt the Nuneaton game would be worthless if we didn't win the spending more game. So, um, strange rule, uh, especially when you're trying to develop players that are restricted in their loans. But uh, at that stage, I think Jamie was 21, so it, w- it wasn't a youth loan. It became a standard emergency loan for 93 days. Um, so it's it's not nice losing him for final game, but um, Jordan Keane's obviously 
first game of the season and another game is played at centre-half. So that would be a natural uh, and easy change for us. Um, and it was nice to welcome Dan Cowan back to fitness. So um, everybody's fully fit going into the game. A nice, healthy, strong squad, um, both in good physical condition and good mood. Let's look back. What a weekend. You must have gone through everything from kickoff on Saturday at Chorley to the final whistle against Curzon Ashton, the downs and then the ups. Can you try and sum it up? Um, I think, uh, look, every fan's felt what I've felt. Um, huge disappointment after Blythe, huge frustration, huge um, questions. How can a team that's brilliant on a Tuesday night and you put the same team out or very much the same team out on a Saturday and then the following Saturday and you don't get a goal? Um, strange. Um, and then when you lose two games, you're always a little bit concerned whether you've um, lost your opportunity. Um, but with the remaining two fixtures for us and the remaining two fixtures for Chorley, there was always a chance. And I said to the lads on um, the Sunday morning training session at the Edgy uh, and uh, the Chiel end, I just said, look, lads, we just go about our business. Let's get, you know, be very, very professional, go about getting a really good win at home for the last game of the season in front of all our fans. And then I so said, just wait and see when that roar goes up, when Spennymore score. Um, and I said that in good conscience, and but little did I realise how it would pan out on Monday. And I've never felt a feeling like that. Even now when I watch the video and, and I'm watching the video and then it kind of like about a 90-second minute, the roar goes up and then it reverberates around the ground. Magical feeling. I've never had a feeling like that before. And then it kind of... That it dawns on you that everything's changed so dramatically. All that despair and disappointment of the previous two games is gone, and you sat top of the league with one game to go. And um, you know it could have been so different if we picked up points at Blythe and and got a result at Chorley. But uh, I'm just grateful that we're in a position now where we're heading into Saturday, knowing that everything we achieved this season, which includes the, the greatest prize, is all in our own hands. I know it's a team game and we'll speak about all the players uh, throughout the course of the evening as we have done throughout the course of the season but Matty Warburton in particular we spoke to him earlier on tonight he had an up and down weekend a glaring miss openly spoke about how much it kept him up that night and he was thinking about it to then go and get himself on the score sheet and the relief and the emotion was it good for you to see a player who's been so important for you over the course of the season go and do that and, and get that demon out of him uh, so quickly? Yeah, I think... Um... Me and Matt had a chat tonight and um, you know, a really good chat about where he's at. And I think what was really important is that we kept confidence in him and gave him that opportunity to put right that wrong. Um, he'll have been hurting like anybody, uh, more than anybody, uh, after that result because that goal could have made such a dramatic difference to the, to the result on the day. Um, but the intensity in which he played the game on Monday um, was a real credit to him because... Um, whatever negative emotions he might have been feeling in the 48 hours previously, he, he, his mindset on the day was was brilliant. Um, and I'm, I'm delighted for him because the emotion that you see when he, he scored uh, was just the other end of the scale compared to what he felt when he missed. Um, so I'm delighted for him because he's been a long time waiting for that goal. And um, we, were, we were discussing in general terms how the highs and lows of the season, and I think what he's got to realise is that He's a really, really good player. And when you have a really good run, such as hat-tricks and 
you become a marked man, you get man-marked, you get man-marked and somebody else doubling up on you and then you go from somebody who's free-flowing to, to not getting a kick or a bit of space to operate in. And I think we've seen that uh, as far back as Curzon away. Um, um, and Southport more recently. Um, so, he's, he's, you know, we had a good chat about how to learn to play around that kind of suffocation. And I think uh, I just delight for him because his his energy and his passion to go and make a difference on on Monday was was different class, and he deserved his goal. And um, he obviously made sure that we got the win, and um, his his goals helped us get top of the league. So it's um, got rid of all those ghosts from um, forty eight hours previously. You're correct. We do sit on the the top of the league. How does that affect the mindset going into the Nuneaton game? We've just been speaking off air. It's top against bottom, so. There'd be pressure in in that as as a whole anyway, but the fact that the league's riding on it, what's the mental state of Matty and the rest of the players knowing that they could be coming home with the trophy? Um, I don't know what they're feeling. Um, I am very conscious that you know there's going to be a lot of drama at the end of the game should we win. Um, but um, but I'm also um, experienced enough and wise enough just to to keep the. the my eyes focused on the job in hand, which is being as professional as possible this week. We've trained really, I've done a lot of work in the last 48 hours to prepare for this game. They've got some threats. Um, we have to have a little bit, bit respect for where we're going, what the pitch is going to be like, what the atmosphere is going to be like and how to to, to control ourselves in that position. Um, make sure that we get the right um, team shape, the right opportunities to create uh, and exploit weaknesses in their team um, but again most importantly is just doing everything professional doing everything as well as we can and then showing the same intensity and desire to go and win the game as we did um, on on uh, Monday I was going to say Saturday on Monday and um, like I said if we do that then we've got nothing to worry about the, the result will look after itself and I think um, I think if we draw on any experiences this week it was just the way we approached um, the Curzon game was purely about just last home game let's go and make sure that our fans are celebrating a win and what we want to do is we want the last game of the season to finish on a high with a win um, that win becomes even more crucial because we know that if we win we're, we're champions so um, great opportunity great challenge but also um, I'm sure my players are very focused on just getting the goals and getting the win without giving too many trade secrets away do you change your preparations for the game on the day at all or do you just try and keep it focused? It's just, a, as Darren Stevenson said to me before, it's just another 90 minutes of football. Yeah, it is just another 90 minutes. Um, but I'm sure that um, there'll be uh, the lads have been adapting to the different emotions that come around the game. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that you know, every, even the fans are feeling the tension before the Geordie game. And I'm sure the players, um, you can't help feel the importance of it. And... Um, we know which players have responded well to that pressure and who hasn't, and we've got to be concerned on that. Um, but, but like I said, it is another 90 minutes, but it is a massive 90 minutes. Um, but like, like I said to the lads on the very first game against FC United, that you know when we get to the last game of the season and we're, we're saying to ourselves, look, this three points could mean the difference between top, second, third, fourth playoffs, then we should treat the very first game the same way we would the last. So, And our intensity in the first game was brilliant. And it's nice for us to be going into this game with very much the same squad. Um, it goes to show you the consistency and the, the work we've done with the players. And I've just I've stuck with the players, and um, they have 
uh, I think a lot of belief in me and I've got a lot of belief in them and the professionalism has shone through throughout the season and all I want us to do is just continue that trademark professionalism preparation and going about our business with with a high work ethic and a real positivity to go and win the game well just finally Jim uh, ahead of the biggest game of the season and many seasons before it I'm going to put you on the spot just send a message out to the thousands of fans that showed up at the weekend that showed up at Chorley and will inevitably show up at Nuneaton well I think everybody knew or sensed the drama that was going to unfold um We've put ourselves in a fantastic position. Our fans probably are still pinching themselves now to think about how Monday went and where we're at. Um, what a great opportunity for everybody to... I mean, these sort of opportunities to to witness um, championships being won um, don't come around and haven't come around for 50 years. I've been involved in promotion teams and it's great and all sorts of magical moments here and um, this would be the most special. Um, you know, I said when I became the longest serving manager, I wanted to be the most successful. And there's no no better way of doing that than, than come Saturday, winning that game and, and taking this club up. The years of angst um, at being at this level, the years of angst at being at non-league, um, I'm hoping that we'll start the wash away as we start to see this club on the up, moving forward. And Saturday would be a massive uh, statement of our intent to move forward. And I just it's going to be a unique game unique atmosphere and I hope for everybody it's a really special day that living long in the memories Jim the whole town is behind you all the very best for Saturday thanks so much and you know normally we talk about the games a bit a bit more before we do this but we've got to talk about the man because there's only one man to talk about a man who you know <laughs> you know if we think we've been through it then he really went through it. But what an answer. And of course, I'm talking about Matty Warburton. Yeah, and he, and he is the man and he has been the man all season. Um, he's simply incredible what he's gone through. And, and, and I saw him uh, after the game, after uh, you know every, after all had been said and done and the final whistle had gone against Chorley. Um, and that was a man that was absolutely broken. Um, I won't go into the conversation that, that you know. I won't. I won't go into what was said after the game. It's. I don't feel that's something that we should be putting around and everything. But what I can say is he he was absolutely battering himself um, for it. And he opens up. We're going to hear from him in a few minutes. And um, he does open up about it. You know, he, he says that. You know, he knows that the fans, if they could have had any man in that position, he knows he that it probably would have been him. Um, and that he's just not judged the bounce of the ball or whatever, right? And it's it's flown over the bar. But as he made up for it tenfold with that goal against Curzon, that okay, he's not the most difficult goal he'll ever score, but it's just Matty back to being Matty. And I absolutely love that scream of emotion um, that came out of him when he scored because that was just an outpour that you can't fake. You can't. You know that that's not just something for the fans and for the cameras. That's something that's that's something primal that's come from within the man, um, and that's why this week for me he's epitomised what it has been to be a Stockport County fan. And now let's hear that interview that Chris did tonight with Matty Warburton. Matty, the final training session done. One more game to go. Potentially league title winners. Just just talk to us how you're feeling at the moment. It's a lot of excitement involved. Um... I haven't really slept particularly well throughout the week, to be honest. Um, dreaming of what could be. It's a massive, massive week for the club. Um, everyone's extremely excited. I mean, the way it went on Monday was just indescribable, the feeling and 
we turned around with Paul Turnbull trying to make eye contact with someone about what the score was and we've we had Tuesday off, which was I think was needed, particularly some lads that have played 180 minutes in, in two days. So back in tonight, we've we've trained well, we're well set up, um, look organised. We just need to make sure that everything that we have been doing in previous games that we take into non-eating and we just don't need, don't tighten up. We just play our natural game and, and fingers crossed we'll we'll get the job done. Just try and describe the range of emotions the players went through beginning with kickoff at Chorley to full-time against Curzon Ashton? Well, I think I probably had the, the biggest highs and lows out of everyone, to be honest. I mean, but I could let everyone down on, on Saturday in, in terms of that. And I feel if any, probably the fans would say if they wanted somebody in that position, it would be me. And unfortunately, it wasn't to be. Um, I can't tell you the relief. And you could probably see by the, the goal celebration against former team when I, when I slotted that in. Um, and to be honest with you, when I first heard the first cheer, I thought Spenny Moore had gone one up. I had no idea, and the lads had no idea on the pitch that that it was still nil-nil and that Charlie had just missed the pen. But <laughs> Dan Cowan was checking his phone on the bench, and, and eventually we got the we got the word through that um, Spenny Moore had taken the lead. It was just indescribable, um, absolutely buzzing, walking around and, and giving a final send-off to the fans in terms of saying thank you for, for being at Ashley Park week in, week out, on minging cold, wet nights and... To a, to a lovely Saturday or Monday what we had but um, in terms of the highs and the lows they are chalk and cheese it was absolutely unbelievable and to have that feeling as a player um, I don't think you're going to get it again or not going to get it very often You mentioned it was a, a personal highs and lows situation and that celebration did kind of sum up a, a, a range of emotions I'm sure you saw all the messages of support after the game and it must make you feel quite honoured to, to have that kind of support as as a player that, that the fans have looked up to all season, you are all right. You've maybe not had every single game playing, but you've been county talisman this season. I appreciate you saying so. I don't, I don't see myself as that. I just see myself as as one of the boys. It's just it's nice to be top goal scorer. But ever since that happened on Saturday, um, not that I was expecting any, but I had no negative messages. The only ever people message me on Twitter and, and Instagram. They probably don't think that I get them, but I do, and I read them. Um, it's impossible to to reply to them all, but it was just pure messages of support. Um, and, and keep my head up and, and their belief in me and I felt like I needed to really make amends on, on Monday and I felt like I did my performance and, and my goal um, which was really pleasing and I mean the, the, the ovation I got when I come off and, and even just going back to the Chorley game I mean I couldn't even really look at the county fans after the game but they sung my name and, and sung it loud and proud and, and one I'm extremely f uh, thankful for and I'll, I'll never forget that um, they're a very special set of fans I won't ask you to divulge too many secrets, but just give us a flavour of what the dressing room was like when you're piled back in there after the lap of honour. Um, it was surprisingly calm. Five, ten minutes when, when the gaffer uh, spoke to us and he had a calm demeanour about him. Nothing had, nothing had been won. That's what's important. That's what he reiterated, that nothing had been won yet. Um, but once we got the music on, it was it was fairly lively and um, laughing and joking about and... It was it was it was great to be a part of. I think everyone was keen to get out of the change rooms, to be honest, and get in the bar and be amongst the fans and and congratulate Frank on his man of the match award. Just finally, I know you've been uh, accused of trying to slip song titles into interviews uh, at various points this season. So I'm going to get you on back here. Come Saturday, do you believe? <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. If they, I tell you what, that'll be on very very loud if we get the job done on Saturday. Matty, from everybody, all the very best. No worries. Thank you very much. Cheers. Great to hear from Matty there, uh, especially at such a high after the Curzon-Ashton game and after a real low 
against Chorley. The Chorley game was a real tough uh, mountain for him and for Stockport County. So interesting to speak to him after it. Absolutely. And looking at the game more as a whole, what was it about that game, do you think, that, that put County on the back foot and where they weren't able to, to just, well, you know, I'd say weren't able to impose themselves, but just weren't able to, to get a draw there or, or, or even a win? What was it about that game? Um, well, <coughs> excuse me, it's um, it's an interesting question because the, the, for the first few minutes, the county looked okay and then, then the, the things started going against them. It was obvious that we were going to have to try and play out wide because Chorley have a very rigid formation that they stick with and they know and that's their plan A and it's a plan A that's worked very well for them and we didn't really impose our own plan A. Um Chorley were very, very effective at the back. They've got three of the best central defenders in this division I've seen uh, in Courtney that obviously everybody knows. And then in Scott Leather and, and Andy Teague, some of the most experienced um, uh, and well-equipped defenders at this level. Um, and in Marcus Carver, they've got, I mean, I hate the guy. He's a, he's an absolutely horrible um, individual. And the, the way that him and his teammates acted off the ball on on that on that match day was despicable for me in in some ways celebrating in front of the fans like that but um they're very effective at what they do <coughs> and um <coughs> excuse me I've got a bit of a sore throat tonight as you can probably tell but um you know they they were effective and they stuck to their plan more than county did it feels it, it feels slightly insulting to say they wanted it more because you county's desire was at seemingly peak mode but that's the way it looked it looked like Charlie were playing that little bit extra they had that little extra in the tank maybe from being turned over twice earlier in the season being knocked out of um the FA competition by county did that he put that little spur on them but ultimately it, you know that 110% they put in and they deserved the win against county albeit from um some questionable refereeing decisions and uh, getting in the way of Paul Turnbull that was just completely amateur by the man in the middle but that 110% effort they put in on the day to to earn the victory against County, it showed that they couldn't maintain it because they were spent by all accounts against Spennymore. Spennymore ran them ragged and eventually got their just desserts. So um, the league title in this division and in any other division in any league in the world is a, <clears throat> is a marathon, not a sprint. So Chorley edged ahead that day, but they, they, they you know they're falling short in the long run. No, best to, to to move on from that. We don't want to, as you say, you know, it's not even worth discussing any further. Um, and you also talked to Ash Palmer tonight, and you know, we'd, we're coming to the, after you know thirty nine odd podcasts. Uh, we, you know, it's been a long season for everybody, and you know, really looking forward to Saturday. But Ash has been another, you know, another player who has stepped up to the plate and has constantly improved. And has played his part in in county being top of the table. You, you your term there is so right about constantly improved. He um he he he, he again th- th- these lads are a humble set of lads, and and we spoke at the start of the season after we saw some of the players who Jim had signed Ash Palmer being the big for me the big name the big strong brute centre half that we'd always been crying out for or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and he comes out and he says in the interview. Do you know what? I didn't 
didn't play as well as I could do. I wasn't. I didn't think I. Uh, it took me a while to find my feet, and it took me a while to get into my groove and, and everything else. And he's he's right. You know, we said at the time, I'm not sure if this is the guy that I thought we thought we were signing. Um, but it turns out he's actually been a mainstay. He, he's he's donned the captain's armband um, on every single occasion. Paul Turnbull's not been there. And um, he's stepped up and he's improved and he's improved and he's a, he's a leader now. And if County can go and do the business on um, Saturday, then he's going to be one of the names for player of the season for me. He's he's just been absolutely phenomenal. He's got his own song about heading the ball back and all the rest of it because of what he's achieved uh, on the pitch for County. And he's a, he's a credit to the club. Let's hear from Chris and Ash Palmer. Ash just been speaking with Matty Warburton. Final training session is done for the hopefully for the season. Uh, certainly before Saturday. Just sum up where you are at the moment. Yeah, like I said, hopefully it's the last one. We can get the get the job done on Saturday. But no, I'm in good spirits. The lads are in good spirits. Obviously after after the game Monday, which was a big change from Saturday. But yeah, we've had a good week leading up to it, and hopefully we can get the job done now the weekend. Incredible when you look back over the season, County, as recently as December, were in the, the bottom half of the table. So this this has been a season that's had some had some lows, had some hard points, but had some ultimate highs. You think back to Yeovil and, and to, even to Barnet, even though the result didn't go your way. Just, just trying to sum up what this season has meant for you as your first season as a Stockport County player. Yeah, I think I'll be the first one myself. I didn't really have the best start that I wanted and the team didn't really, like I said, but like, well, like you said, with the league position we was in but I think everyone well certainly in camp we trusted what we had or what we've got what we're doing on the training ground and what what was to come and when it did click momentum started building the ball started rolling and went on that unbelievable run and obviously we're in a good position now so we need to finish it off. Some figures have come out this week and county's average attendance this season has been just over 4,000 putting them higher than clubs in as high as league one even the Scottish Premier League You've walked out in front of those fans with the captain's armband on. When you started playing football, is that what you dreamed of a career doing? Well, yeah, it's really nice. Obviously, when I first come to the club, I didn't didn't expect this season to be to be given the honour. Really, because it, it is a big honour, captain a club of this side and filling in for Paul when he's not been playing. And like you said, with the fan base, it's unbelievable. Like I say, it gives you an extra boost. Not that you should have a boost playing for Stockport County, but to please the fans and get good results. It's, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Jim Gannon, as a player and as a manager, has experienced promotions and, and long cup runs here at Stockport County. What, Without giving too many of his tactics away, what, what has he been saying to you guys as experience? What, what has he passed on going into these games? Obviously, he's, he's shared stories of what he's done or what he's been involved in in the past. But to be honest, he's kept things the same, which I think is credit to him and Credit to us, what we've been doing, nothing's really changed. Like I said, we've had the big games, we've had FA Cup games, we've had big league games and nothing's changed, it's been the same. We, everyone knows the jobs, knows what they've got to do, so it's been the same this week and hopefully we can get it done Saturday. I'm going to put you on the spot as you've been the standing captain just finally uh, before we let you go. A message to the fans that are going to travel again in incredible number for at least one more time this season, hopefully just the one. Yeah, just thanks again from me and all the players, all the staff, for the support and hopefully we can repay the favour and bring the title back on Saturday. Well, Ash, we're all behind you. All the very best. Thank you. So you called it on the first podcast. You you said it pre-season. You said, I think we'll be champions this year. Um, so just one match to nail that. 
how do you see the side changing much for the big game? No, I, I, I definitely don't see wholesale changes. We know Jamie Stott has now gone back to Oldham, so Jordan Keane will 99% certainly drop back into the centre-half position. Um, there was a, a few changes. We saw Sam Minahan come on at the weekend and do well, so will he come in? Maybe. Um, other than that, I, I, I don't see any reason for wholesale changes. Um, County looked really good against Curzon. Um, and they're going against a team who don't have a great record. So, um, no, I, I think I think we'll we'll stick with what we've got. So I, I asked you last week. Uh, I said, you know, you're going to have to conquer your nerves and just enjoy it. And you said you weren't able to. Um, but so I'm, you know, the question is the same this week. Are you going to be able to enjoy the game, or are you not going to be able to enjoy it until the ninety fourth minute? It depends. It depends. It it all depends on. Um, if we can get if we get a goal in the first five minutes like we did on Saturday, then yeah, I'm going to enjoy this and I'm going to take it all in. Um, if we at any point in the afternoon get knocked off top spot, even if it's only for ten minutes, that that is going to ensure you don't enjoy anything uh, until it's all said and done. Even if you know Charlie scoring the first minute and it doesn't mean anything because there's still eighty nine minutes to go, it just means you don't sit comfortably. Um, so. <laughs> A lot of football to be played. You know, it's effectively 180 minutes because it's our game and it's Chorley's game. Um, we shouldn't really be putting a massive focus on them because it's in our hands. Let's just go out and win. And if if you offer me a 1-0 win now, the most boring 1-0 of the season, I will rip your hand off for it. Um, because we've just got to get over the line for me. Um, I know you, you don't want to get a prediction out of me, but I can't help but think we'll do the county way of making it a bit hard for ourselves. We'll probably go a goal down, but then come back and win. I, I It's horrible. It's horrible to try and predict. So, every, But I, I rest, rest assured, I have gone through every scenario <laughs> in my mind a hundred times. Chris, brilliant. Um, we, so we're really looking forward to... Um the uh, the podcast next week uh, that'll be we'll have some f- fantastic content for that and uh, I think people have really been enjoying the the Cheetah Legend but we haven't got one for this week but tell us who's last last week's was last week's was Ian Gray uh, congratulations to everyone who got it we decided we're not going to do one this week because we don't know what the setup is going to be next week we should we should say Martin there will be one next week whether it's a roundup of the season or whether it's hopefully not looking into the playoffs and you know who how they stack up hopefully that won't be any of our interest or our business but um you know there, there will be something next week um yeah we'll yeah i think you'll as you say we'll either you know worst case scenario and we don't think it's going to be the scenario we'll be looking at the playoffs but best case scenario we'll have lots of content that you're going to be able to grab uh, from the game on saturday um and we'll leave you uh as ever, with some No Context Ridgeway. No Context Ridgeway, which we should say has been supplied once again by the fantastic Dan Powell, who we are very, very thankful to have at Stockport County. Incredible cameraman. Um, uh, lovely human being. Uh, all-round good guy. Music enthusiast. Go and look at his stuff on YouTube and stuff. Um, let's, be, let's be No Context for a moment. Absolutely, you might have to cover the whole second half of me. I need to go and lie down. Lie down. Lie down. Absolutely, you might have to cover the whole second half of me. I need to go and lie down.